All right, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Cinema Small Talk. Hello. I'm Pat. So endings and beginnings now. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna like kick you like really hard under the table here, and it's it's we're gonna, we're gonna keep it. We're not gonna edit that shit out either. So, anyways, well, we already play footsie, so what's that's true. Let's that's take it true. up a notch. Um, I'm Pat. I'm Matt. And yeah, hey, All right. what's up? Nothing. So, what have you been up to lately? Um stuff stuff that's yeah, it okay pretty much um all right since we're talking movies uh <laughs> what have you seen recently um recently doesn't have to be movies could be television um could be thea theater watched theater. that movie arctic on ah. amazon prime last night mads mads mickelson good shit right he's awesome yeah that movie's really good outstanding performance from woman who said nothing throughout the whole film and just laid there in the little stretcher thing um, um speaking of which that movie came out in 2019 and we forgot yes. to say what the episode's about today did we that's because well, i because fucked you, it up yeah so so there we go we so can blame will, this train wreck on you so uh we're gonna get back to this in a second but today we're talking about 2019 yes what we're, we've seen what we've seen what we've loved what we were disappointed in right and especially what we're looking forward to oh yes because we're we're not halfway through the year we feel like we're about halfway through the movie release schedule yes but we're Three quarters of the, the way, way through, the, through the calendar year. Yeah, so, but anyway, getting back to what you're talking about, Arctic. Yeah, it came out 2019. One of the uh, best so far I've seen. It was it was it was really really good. It was a short, you know, quick like hour and a half kind of watch. I knew you loved the bit with a bear, probably right. That was awesome. I love survival movies. The Edge is one of my favorite movies of all time. Again, with the bear, with a bear. That one's more heavily focused with a bear, though. Um, no, this is great. This is a very just true survival story. It's just this guy. Yeah. It starts the the crash and everything that already's happened. He's been surviving out in the Arctic for probably months now, as I think is the kind of feeling you get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, given beard growth and everything like that, and he's how well set up he is in that in his crash site, and then a, a helicopter crashes, a rescue chopper crashes because he'd been trying to send out a signal with his emergency radio. When that happened, I'm just it's like oh fuck. Yeah, it's it, like, it is a trope now of survival movies. Like, oh, there's a chopper to save us. Oh, it's crashing, or it doesn't see us and it goes away. Yeah. Um. So it crashes, and the one of the I guess the co-pilot is the only one that survives, and she's in bad shape. Mm -hmm. So he's basically trying to nurse her back to health. She's essentially in and out of consciousness the entire movie. Yeah. Um. Really, really good though. I, I liked the movie because the pacing was great. It was for a movie that starred two people. Yes, one who didn't speak. Right. And Mads really didn't speak either. No. Um, those but movies, the expressions those, on those his movies face, can though. be slow, and yeah. I, I'm big fan of slow movies. I don't mind them at all. Yeah. But the the pacing on that was was I was really surprised how well they pulled that off. Like a that directorial movie debut actually from the guy who directed it was his first feature film nice. um, that he's directed. The Brazilian um, director, I believe, and naturally. Yeah, uh, but no, it's it's really good. Like it, it sets such a really cool tone. The backdrop of where they shot it, they shot it in Iceland. Um, of course, yeah. So they shot it there, and it's just this beautiful, desolate waste. You know, it's 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 pure beauty, but pure nothingness. No, it's great. Um, and just so well shot. The and then you kind of just go through this guy's like mind the whole time. Yeah, from you know. He's out there, just pure survival mode. Uh, this is my existence now. Uh, you know, there's he keeps he does keep trying to get out. You know, he has the radio and everything. But do you like that stare down with the polar bear early on? It was. We that, saw that, that bear's like, like, I'm gonna come for you later, bro. You, you knew it's like, oh, oh yeah, this, this is coming back. Oh later. yeah, that was, that was really cool. And then, um, and then he, you know, he finds this this woman who's alive, and it kind of gives him reason and motivation to like finally try to get out to move. Gotta to move. move. He's like, we gotta go. She's yeah. gonna definitely die without, without question. So, you know, he's they, they he starts the trek out, he's dragging her behind him the whole time. Things get pretty bad. Um, and finally it's like he kind of gets to the point where it's like despair kind of sinks in and I have to say, I think you like this movie, Consider we spent four minutes talking about it. I know, I really did like this movie, <laughs> so we should probably move on from it. No, it's fine, it's fine, but you can keep going No, I, I really, really enjoyed it. I don't like, I've already spoiled most of it, but I don't wanna, just go watch it, it's really good, it's on Amazon Prime. Anything else you've seen recently um, that's worth talking about, last few weeks or so? 
I, I most recent film I saw in the theater was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay, yeah, I saw that too long ago. Um, we'll talk about that. I'm yeah, sure. we will. So we're gonna get into all um, that stuff later. But as far so, as anything else, I don't think so. So Just something that is not a film that I've watched obsessively recently is the uh, the Dark Crystal: Age yes. of Resistance. Right. Um, we haven't talked about that movie, uh, the original back from 1982, um, at all in this podcast yet. No. Which is a fucking shame. Great movie. <laughs> yeah. But. Um, uh, this, if anyone has not watched this prequel yet, um, or if they're dismissing it because they didn't really vibe with the movie, or they think it's puppets, it's just kind of weird. Uh, d- go watch it. Uh, the cast ep- is alone is worth watching it. The cast, but like any great show, it's like it. The cast is awesome, and they really it's a highlight of the first few episodes. But it tends to kind of fade away, and because they become they're so embedded with the characters. All right. Um. So ten ten episodes. The storyline is amazing. Um, I told you this earlier, but I think this takes the the best bits of say like Game of Thrones. Like you have different clans and you have political power shifts and stuff like that, and you have backstabbing and you have betrayal and you have just gut wrenching stuff in a mo- in a show with puppets. Yeah, uh, based on a 1980 Jim Henson uh, yeah. story. And uh, it is you would so think, you, oh, it must be for kids. It's definitely so, not. <laughs> no, so there's some dark shit in there. Yeah. So you have the best parts of of Game of Thrones. You have the best bits of like fantasy from like Lord of the Rings, yep, the magic, truly epic and, fantasy. and then you have like Star Wars with like the destiny and and going back to Star Wars, like when uh, my wife and I were watching this, this was a great point that she made. It's like you, we know how the story ends, exactly, just like with the prequels in Star Wars. You know that this does not end well, no. And so it's like, how do you make yourself care about your characters for ten episodes when you know this is not ending well, right? And they do it, they pull it off. the The three leads. You at the end, you love them all. It's like usually sometimes it's like it's like you don't I wish, care for like, one. Let's like, move yeah. off this storyline. Right. But even when Game of Thrones is at its best, you wanted every storyline. Yes, and you wanted to chew it up. That's how this is. Yep. It's like every storyline, give it, just give me more. Whether it's the Skeksis, whether it's any of the three leads, right? Whether it's the Augur stuff, it's like you just want more because it's well crafted, well written, supremely well acted, is fucking gorgeous. Yes, the sets, the amount of sets they built. You can tell, like probably ninety percent of this is is actual puppetry and just little little twinge. They they had a documentary on the after on. The I was say, and I would recommend everyone to watch that. They did. Have you seen that? Uh, I saw bits of that. Yeah, they I love just behind the tiny stuff. accents with the CGI. Like like they would have the they would help with the tongues on the Skeksy puppets. Right. So you could see these like disgusting tongues moving in their mouths, and so it just adds even more creepiness yeah. to them. Um, and Mark Hamill and uh, Simon Pegg. When they, anytime those two are in the scene together, you can just tell. Even though I'm sure they didn't record together, no, they just they just chew up the scene because Hamill sounds like he's having so much fun. Simon Pegg nails it as Chamberlain. Now, I would I would recommend this because most of these voices, you're not going to recognize who's doing most of these voices. So print out a piece of paper yes. and have like a picture of the character uh-huh. next to a picture of the actor. <laughs> really, I mean, because they they become the character. And because um, you the, the puppets, so you don't see the face, so it makes it even harder to tell. There's great new characters, even yeah. on Skeksis side. There's a character that Andy Samberg plays called the Heretic, who's hilarious. Him and Bill Hader shares him. Bill Hader's character shares some scenes that are brilliant. Yeah, I've um, not, well, I've not seen the whole thing yet, so I just a, started. There's it. a new Skeksis, which you're gonna love, yeah. the Hunter. Okay, who's just like that's what he is. He like hunts a scary bastard. Yes. Yeah. It's like it's like General Grievous from um, Revenge Pretty of the cool. Sith. Okay. In Skeksis form. Except like a little bit more off the cuff and violent. Okay. Okay. Um, and because uh, he has four arms and he fucking wields multiple blades and shit. And oh, stuff right. like so that. legit is like Grievous. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And the guy who voices him, I don't know the actor's name, but he's the the father in the witch. Eggers oh is yes, the witch. yes. He and was he also plays in Game of Thrones. In Game of Thrones, yeah. like the, the real deep English yeah. fucking gravelly voice. He was a uh, he was one of the um, Ironborn. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah, he was the one with uh with Theon when yeah. all, all, well, like, all that shit went yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When they betrayed him and yeah. yeah. And um but he plays the hunter and just that voice. Okay. It's just like that guy's got like a deep but yeah. like intimidating as hell. Kind Jason of voice. Isaacs as the Emperor. Oh, he's he's one of oh, my man. favorite actors. He's so good. You just gives you can tell he gives you everything cannot, to but that. You cannot actor. tell it's him. No. Cause no. but that's he's an actor who he's like a Gary Oldman, does accents amazingly well. Mm-hmm. You know. So Aquafina's great as a collector again. Another new Skeksis. Yeah. Anyway, now, now see, I've quick, talked about this for five minutes. <laughs> well, right, but real quick before we we go off of this topic, 
Would you recommend people watch the Netflix show than the movie? If they've not seen either one, if you've not what seen you either say? one, um, here's the thing: like, I love the original movie. Everything about this prequel series is better. The right. puppetry is better. The design is better. The story is better. Yeah. So I it's see where it's, you're going it's it. tough. It's like you can watch the original movie, but if you do and you don't care for it, don't let it affect your desire to watch right. the Age of Resistance. So I would say it's like Star Wars. It's like, would you have someone right. watch episodes one through six exactly. or watch four and six through four through six and then go back to the prequels? I think it works either way. Okay. Um, I think it to- you can totally start with Age of Resistance. Just know when you get to the Dark Crystal, it was made almost 40 years ago. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so the puppetry is a little more rudimentary. Um, the characters are not as strong in the original. Right. I, I love the original, but the, the, the main 80s. Gelfin characters. It's very 80s. And that's, that's what always my complaint is the main Gelfin character, especially uh, Jen, he's kind of like, he's not the most, you know. Like, interesting. Interesting and has the most depth, but um, that is not the issue with these new characters. Yeah. Depth. Depth. They're three-dimensional beyond I've ever seen in a freaking the, show the, like this. From, from the little bit I've seen, I'm still on like, first episode of the show um you haven't seen the sick bit of the episode no i've not i mean so there's there's bits where it's like i have a three-year-old and he kind of he doesn't really care so he kind of watch him but there there's five minutes in this episode and there's a few moments in each episode where it's like we got to make sure he does not watch this because it's fucking scary it will scare the hell out of him and it's not just like scary imagery it's just like what the hell is ha- like? What's actually happening to the characters on the screen is pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's it, great. The the depth that and the world building that happens in just the first few minutes of the show is kind of amazing, really. And they have the time to set up the shots. Yeah. Um, like each episode starts with like five minutes of just beautiful scenery. Yeah, you can see the floor and the fauna. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's and it's beautiful music. You can see life as you see them. You know how life all works together in this in this world, and then gradually as the show gets more and more, you kind of see it getting a little bit darker. Um, kind of like how the title shot gets darker, right? Yeah. As the show goes on. Now, is is this a show that's going to continue for multiple seasons, or I think it's going to. I mean, it's 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 a hit. it's a hit with critics. Uh, yeah, just... I'm really hoping it's getting the viewership. I know okay. it's not cheap to put on, but oh. they've already built the fucking puppets. Yeah, exactly. And you've built a lot of the sets, right? So hopefully, I mean, it would suck if they didn't do another. They they did. They left it at a point where it's like, if they didn't do another season, it's fine. But okay. they definitely left it where they they like, could. They're like, we want more of this. Gotcha. They okay. left it where it's like you can easily well, because because they didn't. It, it's not. It doesn't go right to the movie from the end of the okay. series. Okay. There's still a lot of story there that could be explored. Gotcha. Yeah. I like that. That's that's good. Kind of leave it a more open ended. So fingers crossed, Netflix. Come on. Yeah, really. I don't, mean, don't spend a, like. Hundred million on the Oscar campaign this year and put it towards right. the Dark Crystal. Yeah, put it towards content. You know, that's that's what people want. So, um, speaking of content, let's get into the main uh, point of this episode, which is to kind of recap what we've seen in 2019. Yeah, um, it's been a weird year so far. It has. I mean, I'd say it's been a pretty decent year for movies, though. I've I I've seen some ones that I've really enjoyed. Probably disagree, but really, I don't. I haven't loved too many movies this year so far. I mean, I've seen some ones that I find. Well, I guess looking at the list, it's like we're nine months in. Yeah, and 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 most of the ones I'm looking forward to most to seeing haven't yet to come out. Yeah, as of as of this recording, this is we're in mid September now. So we should should do you want to talk about like um like like our favorites of the last that we've seen so far? Yeah, and so maybe some that kind of bummed us out. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll, we'll we'll kind of recap what we've seen so far this year. Okay. Um, what it, now this can be across all platforms. Yep. theater streaming yeah. could be i have a three-year-old it's streaming yeah i know i know and, i Says mean the guy who saw and if, end if, game four times in the theater i'm gonna try to keep it to movies that have come out this calendar year um yeah like one of my favorite movies i've seen this year was uh shot was came wasn't released till 2019 but everything it was finished in 2018 right that's fine that's yes. fine we'll go release date yeah so yeah, yeah that, that's that's fine so uh do you want to kick us off here um so some of the highlights um the um four movies that really stood out to me um this year first one was well, we've done a whole podcast about it but endgame yeah um it's great movie man yeah. it's 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 gonna be hard to top yeah um for me that's still 
that might be the best theater going experience I've had ever yep. in my life. Um, just everything. The crowd you know, reactions. Yeah, it was just, it was such a magical experience. The cheers when Cap gets the hammer. Right. It, it is, seeing that reminds me, reminded me of why movie theaters should always exist. This is another, uh, and then I'll actually tie into another highlight. It wasn't one of my favorites, but it was a highlight, definitely a movie going experience. Okay. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes. Also had some oh, some moments in that in that third act where yes. the crowd just like the crowd was cheering. Uh-huh. No spoiler alert. Just when the crowd was cheering, Cap got the hammer. Endgame. Right. The crowd was losing its shit when DiCaprio was roasting the shit yes. out of one of the members of the. <laughs> I was like the, the whole time. Thrower. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? They when this he is walks is out with that flame thrower. Oh, yeah. The whole th- we saw it at the bell court. It was just like throwing popcorn in the air. We like. And when and when the shit. dog attacked the yes. uh, the one the one crazy chick, I was yes. like. You go. That's that's my that's my buddy right there. Very few of the Tarantino ultraviolet moments, but they were impactful. Yeah. With when when Brad Pitt was slamming the head into the, the shell. The movie went from zero to full Tarantino in like three seconds. Yeah, because the movie up to that point was a great, just like buddy, almost comedy. I would say the movie it, was hilarious. It was very. It was a very different. It was. I, I really liked it. I, I I think I would have this movie. Like how you said, it went from zero to full Tarantino. Oh yeah. I think uh, I've been really interested if this didn't have Tarantino's name on it to see what the first like two thirds of this movie how it would re- react to people re- because it didn't feel like a Tarantino no um, but it was I, still I was good. <laughs> I was I'm still lukewarm on this movie okay. I think it'll get better time I could have done with like twenty to thirty minutes less the I whole... think it was a li- I think the second act was long. I didn't want to see so much behind the scenes of him acting on that Western. I, I feel right. like I feel like Tarantino wanted to make the Western show because he's talked about doing that. Right. Um, I, I'd I, watch it. <laughs> I would too, but I just didn't want to watch it in right. that movie. Like, show me more of the behind the scenes of him reacting to fucking up a line, but I didn't need to see 15 minutes of that goddamn Western yeah, show. But that in the scene was so movie. good, though. Like, the actual scene that they're shooting in Yeah, the but movie. I don't need to see it. I need to see, I, like, I five... It. I see a little bit of him killing it, so he has some confidence right. so we can see that. But I don't need to see so much. I I could not wait for that shit to get done. One of my favorite scenes in the movie was when uh, DiCaprio and Brad Pitt's characters were just like sitting there watching TV. Yeah, that's I'm like that's I, what I, I would watch two hours of that. I, I wanted that. I didn't yeah. want another scene. I thought uh, was very a little bit too drawn out was when Brad Pitt goes to that ranch with all the creepy. Oh, that was great. It was I don't know maybe because the tension I felt was yes. just like kind of getting to me after a while. That's Tarantino, man. I think that's what maybe what did it. I'm like because I'm like oh god I gotta stop feeling this way. Please let's let's well, get you, on with you it. You remember Glorious Bastards? The first yeah, the yeah. whole opening like 15 minutes is just yeah. nothing but pure tension. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I mean it was incredibly well done and the movie kind of takes us. It's really a lot of people complained. Well, not a lot of people, but some people complained about the ending and how it changes history and all that. But he killed Hitler for crying out loud and fucking inglorious Part- bastard. So he clearly doesn't care about alternate history. And I see, I, I'm torn on this because I loved watching that ending. Yeah. I loved experiencing it. I do feel do you think like it's a disservice to I no um, the, I, the people actually died. Not not necessarily that. It's a story. He's storytelling. I'm right. totally fine with that. Um, I think it's, I hope it's not becoming a theme with Tarantino because he's done this three movies now yeah. of revisionist history at the end. It's just like, right. in his next movie, it's everyone's gonna be like, okay, you know, what's he going to change about this now? It, it's, it doesn't, if you know it's coming, I don't know why I want to, why I need it. See, I, I feel he's kind of getting closer back to doing like a classic style Tarantino movie. He's kind of d- gone through many genres at this point. You know, he did Kill Bill, which was his spaghetti western slash, you know, kung fu kind of picture. Um, really, I mean, the, it's two. It's a two-part movie, so it's really two different genres. So the yeah. second part's much more just like straight-up western. Yeah. Like, like true western. Except for that pie maybe, bit, but yeah. Well, I, I love that. The freaking goatee, that was awesome. Um, and then he did, after that, was... Was that Django? Glorious Bastards. It was Glorious Bastards. Yep. Okay, so he, he did... Right, and then Django, and then he did Hateful Eight, which is in a similar time frame, like era wise, yeah. as um, Django. as Django, yeah. and then he kind of goes to the you know sixties kind of not golden age of Hollywood because that's probably more like 
anywhere. It's right at the end. Right at the end of it. Yeah. Um, then things start to get more grim in film. If you if you really look yeah. at especially seventies movies, there's it's got dark. Yeah, uh, really really dark. Yeah. And actually, they start showing more violence and all that kind of stuff on screen. Taxi driver. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, Mean Streets, which was one of the f- first films that Scorsese directed, was like sixty seven. Yeah, Harvey yeah. Keitel. Um, and then from then on, I don't know. Mean Streets was seventy. So what taxi um, driver? What seventy one? Seventy? Taxi driver was seventy six. Actually, really? the same year Rocky came out, I believe. Really? I'm almost yeah. positive. I'm gonna look that up. But um, yeah, that was the written by the way by Paul Schrader, who directed one of my favorite really? movies from last year and first reformed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That'll yeah. be another episode. Have um, you actually seen Taxi Driver? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was it was 1976. So, okay. Well, nah, um, I got that one wrong. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh, um. I, I, I liked. I, I, I liked. I liked it. I think I'll like it more the more I watch it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So what else? What else? Uh, um. Stuck out for see. you for 2019 that we've seen so far? Uh. So we saw. We talked about Once Upon a Time, Endgame, Arctic. Let's see. Uh, one that I surprisingly enjoyed more than I thought I would was Rocket Man. Yeah, I actually watched that last night. Yes. So that's kind of what I wanted to bring it up. I uh, um, really, really dug that movie. Yeah. I, I, as uh, we're going to do an episode in the future about looking back at 2018, when we get closer to the awards for 2019, right. we'll do a retrospective. Retrospective, and um, I'll save my my ranting and raving okay. about the pile of shit that is Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, yeah, it's, um, you know, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna save it because I, I wouldn't say this, I wouldn't be is, that harsh on it. Uh, the only movie worse than that was Green Book, <laughs> which you really hate that movie. I, I want best picture for crying out loud. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, not to say that you know shitty movies haven't won best picture before. Driving Miss Daisy, yeah. which is literally like fucking Green Book just flipped. Yeah. But anyway, it, yeah. Bah, 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 bah. All right, we're gonna save that. <laughs> All right. Um, what were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about Rocket Rocket Man. Man. Yes. Great, great. I love. I I'm not a musical fan. Generally. I am not either at like, all. Th- but this loved it. Yes. Um. Because they they it's, incorporated it's, the music well and made it actually like kind of flow into the story better, which is also why I liked the only other musical I like is Moulin Rouge. Okay, um, now I haven't seen La La Land. I think I got a feeling I like that as I, well. I probably would too. Um, but yeah, I loved it. I loved it. It, it was took part in the story. It did make the edit. It did make the story a little jumpy for me. That was probably bit. my biggest complaint. Is a little the yeah. editing was a little jumpy, probably because of that. Yeah, but. This wasn't a straightforward biopic. No. So I think you have the license. Which I thought license, it was going to be. So you have the license to do that shit. And I do, I like, I was fine with it. So. And Taron um, Egerton, awesome. I love him he singing his own songs. everything. That was great. No, I, that. I, I love that. So by default, if Rami Malek wins for Freddie Mercury for not singing the songs, yeah. best actor, I mean, Taron Egerton just probably should thing by is, default win the El- thing. Elton John is still alive. I think that makes a difference. So I, if he I dies in does. the next three months. <laughs> yes. Do, do, Egerton's odds is like my my friend Christina, who I saw Rocket Man with, she would literally she would drop dead if if, if Elton John died. So that's that's why I saw the movie. She's like such a huge fan. Yeah, um, yeah. So it definitely made me much more than Bohemian Rhapsody want to go back and listen to his music. Yeah, oh uh, definitely. My, my dad's a big fan, but he never played it too much for me. So, uh, but no, I, I love the movie. Jessica, um, Jessica, Bryce Dallas Howard. What a surprising yes. casting! When I was like, who the fuck is that? At first? Yeah. And then she even did the accent well. She did. I'm like, because yeah. it's like you could have cast so many English actresses. Yeah. Instead, you cast Bryce Dallas Howard, but it was great. She knocked it out of the park. Yeah, she um, really did. Her, her accent, you know, I, it slipped a couple times, but for the most part, it was it was rock solid, and she and was great. She was a pretty shady person. Yeah. Apparently, she did my, it well. my wife was telling me she's even shittier in real life. Oh, really? When Bryce, before she took the role, Bryce Dallas Howard wasn't quite sure about, you know, playing like she's. She wanted to get a sense of the character. She's yeah. Like, so she really this is terrible. And she did the research. And she's like, oh, she was actually much so worse. She, she like tone it down. Yeah. Oh man, that's pretty bad. Um, the uh, I love the end though when he's with uh, he's in the the rehab group. Yes. And he confronts all the care all the people from his past, yeah, good including and bad, himself, including yeah. himself as a kid. Yeah. And that that was one of my favorite scenes of 2019. Yep. Yep. Uh, brilliant, brilliant way yeah. to end that movie. And it's it's funny. It kind of gave me a new appreciation for um, Elton John's music as well. Yeah, you know, and it's like, yeah, that guy's pretty damn talented. Just like seeing um, 
uh, Mamma Mia kind of made me he's like, oh wow, I didn't realize ABBA did so many amazing good songs. songs. Yeah, so, ABBA fucking rules. Yeah, um, that's another. That's, yeah, that's music small talk. Uh, yeah, which I know you could do. You could do a series on ABBA. Well, that's coming. Yep, absolutely. Um, count, count me out. So um, let's see some other highlights. Let's see for me. Um, I talked about Endgame. So here's a here's an obscure one for you. Okay. One I just watched a couple weeks ago. Um, it's a movie called Diane. Um, I can't remember the name of the actress. Hold on. Let me get the. Uh, you've got your phone. Now is this uh, streaming or? Yeah, it's on Hulu right now. Indep- okay. Small independent movie. It's a story about a woman. Um, kind of dealing with life as oh, she grows older. Is this that one that you said was came out like early 2019, but it was like made in 2018? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, she. Uh, it's kind of the story. She has a kid who's uh, fighting a drug ha- bad a drug habit. Um, she's caring for her cousin who's slowly dying of cancer, and okay. it's just kind of, you know, she's lost her husband, so she's right. a widow, and it's just kind of her hitting that age where you see your friends and family around you start to start to. Dialogue. Well, because I'm looking at the cast here, and it's all like older people. Yeah, who's the lead? Uh, her name is Mary Kay Place, which sounds like a street name. She'll never get mentioned in Best Actress. Probably uh, not. I've um, not heard of any of these folks actually. But but her performance was beautiful. Um, it's it's a gorgeous movie uh, dealing with the troubles of growing old. Right. Um, she 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 tries to help everyone. She's got this person with the biggest heart. She tries gotcha. to help everyone, but she never takes the time for herself. Yeah. Um, there's some beautiful cinematic moments in this. Um, kind of like First Reformed from 2018. You have moments where it's it's very grounded in reality, but then you have some of these fantasy moments. Okay. They're beautifully shot, and there's a couple of them in this one as well. Um, just some some real heartbreaking moments, some real uplifting moments. It's a great movie. Yeah. Uh, it's streaming on Hulu right now. If anyone, if you want to, just nice short movie. Yeah. Um, that's great. That's, that I, sounds like something I probably actually enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know. Kind of like that kind of just story, especially with someone like an older person, kind of seeing how they come to grips with you know, their imminent mortality and, and seeing everyone around them that they cared about start to kind of go away. And it takes place in upstate uh, Massachusetts. Okay. And all the scenes where cause they show her like driving like to the church or to her son's apartment yeah. or to her friend to the hospital to visit her cousin. And they always, it's these snowy roads and right. it's not, it's, it's shitty old North. Old colonial. I'm well familiar with it's it. Not even that, not colonial. Oh, it's like, you see like the shitty old, old, it's like you driving, it's like you just twist you on your road. There's a shitty gas station. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, also, it's just, it felt like I was back home. Yeah. Uh, so it really made it personable. Um, but no, other than that, um, I know we got, we kind of kind of talk about the next half of the year, but, um, yeah, we got time. Um, I want to talk about some other highlights. We saw Booksmart last night. Okay. Um, Which, I know you've been you've been directorial wanting debut. to watch that one for a while. That was great. Yeah, oh, so good. So it's worth a watch. Worth, I, worth many watches. I kid you not. I had my finger on the like the purchase button to to, yeah. to rent it last night. I was like, you know what? I don't feel like paying for something right now. I'm gonna be a cheap ass. And then I just I rented Arctic instead. Yeah. Uh, rented it. Rent, not rented, but I, I streamed it because it's it's on Prime for free. But um, great, great coming of age. Yeah. Um, hilarious, heartfelt. Um, can't believe this was a directorial debut of Olivia Wilde. I want, yeah. I can't wait to see what she makes next. Um, did she write it or she just directed she, it? I don't know if she wrote it or not. Okay. Let's look that up here. We'll check on um, that. Um, yeah. now book smart. The other, um, the, my favorite movie I've seen this year though, um, was the souvenir, uh, from Joanna Hogg, which I know we've talked about this movie. In the yeah. Pop- up, um, kind of a self, uh, biographical film, um, about a film student, wanting to kind of shed her um her family's history of wealth and privilege and kind of discover herself and become a true artist kind of thing and in the meantime she meets she meets a man who's enchanting and older uh, guy right older guy turns out to be kind of a, a drug addicted asshole and uh, how these things usually work out. and so it kind of becomes a question of like is our main character is she a victim for enabling this or is or sorry is she a, a victim of this asshole or is she an enabler because she kind of lets it go and right and gives him money when he needs and stuff like that so definitely a more you movie i don't know if i would enjoy that one as much as you do i think you would yeah it's 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 very yeah. very wonderful it's see for me it's just like like once i hit play i'd be good but then you know like searching this is how i always is i know a lot of people go through this you start yeah. looking flipping through all these different options you have you can never pick one and you end up watching the same thing you've seen a thousand times. That's literally my experience all the time. So with Joanna Hogg's movies, she writes and directs all um, 
her um, all the movies she directs, she's written. I've never come across a director who's when I watch a movie, I never feel I've never felt more like I am actually living part of her life. Really? So the most personal films I've ever seen. Okay. Because the small details are there. Um, these these quiet moments. These these moments that yeah. only happen in life. They don't usually happen in movies, but they right. happen like just an odd, almost like mundane a, stuff. A, right? mun, a mundane conversation yeah. over lunch. Okay. You know, and at the end, you know, he stiffs her with a bill kind of thing. It's not a big thing, but it's like this kind of shit. That's just like, it feels so like real. Dickhead. And like when you're done with the movie, you feel like you've just spent two hours living her life. Right. Um. Not the character, but the director. Right. Right. Um. So all of her movies are like that. They're amazing. So that's that's been my favorite one of the year. And and, and you say that because I think that will lead into some of our upcoming. Can um, I talk about two movies that sucked ones? ass? It, go, because go they piss me off. Okay. Movies usually don't. Bad movies usually don't piss me off. But these right. were supposed to be. These these two piss me off. Which ones? So first one was Us. Jordan Peele's follow up to Get Out. Okay, because I've not seen it. So I've never had a. a so Get Out. I love Get Out. Right. So great. Talk, talking about directorial debuts. Uh, yeah, Jordan yeah. Peele. And so his follow up Us. I was like, man, this is gonna. This is great. Uh, amazing cast. Fucking that movie sucked. Really horrible twist I, I at mean, the I, end. I heard it was not. A lot of people didn't love it. It wasn't scary. It didn't know what it wanted to be. Okay. It was not scary. Um, as you know, at least the scariest movies get anymore. Yeah. It couldn't decide if it wanted to be a thriller or horror. Um, okay. And so it kind of ended up in between, or or, and it make, wasn't or or make some kind of like grander point. Oh, right? it definitely did that. Did it? Okay. A little heavy handed. Yeah. Like kind of like, like you give us something like the Spike Lee films. The 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 point was definitely a little bit heavy handed. Beat you over the head with it. Yeah. Think um, this is what we think about this thing. Yeah. yeah and twist, you should think this too. Twist at the end that was just stupid as shit. Um, right. Fucked the whole movie up even worse. Okay. I was like, I was so happy to shut that movie off. Um, oh, man, that sucks. And then um, the Godzilla sequel, man. I couldn't like. I knew that probably wasn't gonna be good. It looked like that garbage. Was a look, pile of shit. The, the the trailers made it look like a pile of shit. Like I had no interest in seeing that. The trailers. Spoiler alert. The trailer didn't even show the fact that they went to Godzilla's home, which is Atlantis. Which, <laughs> having recently watched Aquaman for the like, I know it came out last year, but I finally just watched it. Yeah, that was actually a, a fun movie. Yeah, I still need to watch that. Now, now every time I watch that, I'll be like, "Oh, where's Godzilla at? Is he gonna come around? Just you know, start fucking with people." Oh, and in order to recharge Godzilla's batteries, make him heal quicker, Ken Watanabe needs to set off a nuclear bomb um, right next to his face in Atlantis. It's so goddamn real ridiculous, dude. See those movies? They focus way too much on the freaking people, and it looked like it's pretty crappy acting from you know a lot of the big characters. Ken Watanabe. I'll sing his praises any day of the week. Mm-hmm. It's not his fault that no, he got a, a shit script. I can't believe they got movie. the cast they did with the script. You know, Sally Hawkins is yeah. back. Ken Watanabe's back. Um, um, the Stranger Things girl. Um, oh, uh, Lily Bobby Brown. Yes. Um, actually, surprisingly, does she even like do anything in this? Like, does she have anything? Yeah, to do with the plot, she or? was. She was probably the best part of the thing. Okay, um, I can see that. God, who else was? I can't remember right now. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, um, uh, Charles Dance. Oh, he's in that? Yes, he's supposed to play the kind of like one of the villains. Yeah. They don't even give him the chance to. He could have been great. He plays an eco-terrorist. They didn't give Dance the chance, huh? Eh? No no chance to dance. No chance to dance. So before we talk about the rest of 2019, I just want to touch base on a few other ones that we've seen. I'm not going to talk about them. I just want to say- Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen more in a theater than you have this year. So uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Two thumbs up. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Rest in peace, Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, We'll get get to that uh, later. John Wick 3. Excellent. What fun. Brightburn. I, I actually kind it. of enjoyed it. Did you? I think it's good, a good popcorn watch. If you just okay. want something that's like, it was a, a great story idea. They could have done a lot more with it. Okay. But they didn't make a bad movie. They didn't make it too like, it's not a, cut it's, and paste. Hey, this is the exact story of, of Superman, but yeah, flipped. It's very middle of the road. Okay. Um, could have been great, but it's fine. Shazam. I liked it. I like. I did not like the it, third act. The third act could have yes. like, read yeah. that please. Um, but the first two acts were great. Because the, f- the third act, they were just trying to set up for more stuff later. It's they kind of just shoved it in there. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, a long shot. Not Seth Rogen and Charlie Theron. I heard it's really good. It's all right. Yeah. It, okay. It, 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 I could have done without. Go for a good rom com. You know? it, it could have been uh, twenty minutes shorter. One okay. particular scene could have been gone. Um. Let's see. Uh, now there's a couple I've seen that you have not seen. Okay. Um. Aladdin. 
Yeah, I'm waiting for Disney Plus. On I en- I enjoyed it. I'm looking I did forward not, to that. I did not think I was going to. I like Guy I Pierce's really liked. Movies. I liked the little, some of the changes they made, the character additions that they put in there. Really, really liked. Um, let's see. Yesterday, that um, <laughs> I'm gonna you, hate that. I am uh, gonna fucking hate that movie. Do you think so? Why? What makes you think you're gonna hate it? I I still don't like Beatles movies. Like Cross the Universe, I didn't like that. Uh, I okay. Just, it it. But I love I know, Danny Boyle, but I, this, it's this, less uh, about like the Beatles and more about like the actual characters. Which really, it's, it's a very sweet movie. It's 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 got some funny bits. I, I really liked it. I know. Yeah, you like depressing. Oh my god, this is a Swedish movie where a guy gets you know throws kids across the room or whatever the hell it is. Like the one yes. you were just telling me about, Virgin Spring. Yeah. So, um, Men in Black International. You saw that? I did. Why? I'm sorry. A, f- a friend of mine wanted to see it, so, oh, so I'm I, sorry. It definitely not worth the theater go. It was not terrible. It's mm. not great though. It wasn't really funny either. Um, although Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth put them in all the movies together. Yep, they are awesome. Agreed. They are really great together as well. Um, what else? Uh, Captain Marvel came out earlier in the year. Yeah, I, I, that was Meh. that's coming up. Yeah. No, I I dug that movie. Meh. I dug it. it. Fun, it fun, 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 fun. Um, I think that's uh, I think that about sums it up actually for as far as stuff that I've seen this year. Okay, here's, in theater. Well, here's the rest of what I've seen. Then. Okay, uh, Beach Bum, the Matthew McConaughey one yeah, directed by Harvey Green. That movie was exactly like the trailer makes it out. It was like batshit. Like it's batshit, but yeah. it was actually a really fucking fun movie. Okay. Uh, okay. don't expect like like a holy grail screenplay right, or writing. Right. Uh, it's it's. Good. Is it Matthew I, McConaughey, I McConaughey enjoy, the I enjoy, whole time. Well, you know, because I like to give ratings on my letterboxed. Yeah. To track my movies, I couldn't give this a rating. Really? Like, I don't know if I give this two stars or like four stars. Okay. But I liked it. Split so, the difference. Give so it you three. get the heart. So good job. Um, I like that. The uh, this wandering Earth, the Chinese like apocalypse that, oh, movie. Yes. On Netflix. You showed me the trailer. That is some good science fiction cheese. Is it? I gotta watch that. Um, Alita, Battle Angel. It had a lot of young adult vibes on okay. it that were not the usual young adult tropes. Okay. Um. So I I, enjoy, I think it 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 was fine. Yeah. It could have been a lot better. I do hope they make more of that. But it wasn't like a steaming pile or anything. Not a steaming like that. pile. At okay. All. Um. Fighting with my family, which again I need to watch. Um. It's actually pretty good. Florence Pugh can act in anything for all I'm okay. concerned. She has got heart, right? She is my new hero. Yeah. Lena Headey, yeah. Nick Frost, The Rock, who I love. Yeah. All, all of them. It's very good. I I quite enjoyed it. Um, okay. Late night with uh, Emma Thompson, and, which that uh, one is for free on Prime. Yes. Which again, I was considering watching last night as this well. This movie got a lot of buzz out of Sundance, but yeah. it was a wet fart in the theater. Apparently, really, this is really good. This okay. is a really good movie. Um, okay, and the last one funny because I'm I'm hit or miss on Mindy Kaling. She's good in this. Okay, um, and then the last one I just watched too was How to Train Your Dragon, the third one, Hidden World. I've not seen any of them, and I know you kind of need to it's watch funny. them all. The, the scenage, the scene that uh, everyone's like, "Oh, you're gonna tear up." Didn't get me on this one. Okay. But there's a scene afterwards that was the one that got me. Really? Yeah. Okay. That, that kind of tends to happen, I think, uh, in films. Um, so That kind of hits our uh, 2019, what we've seen. Yeah, I mean, that's, we've spoken a while about it, but um, it's been a, you know, as a lot of stuff's come out to varying levels of success and quality. So maybe better than I originally gave yeah, it. Yeah, I think once you start thinking about it, you kind of figure, oh, I enjoyed that more than, you know, you kind of let on at first. Yeah. So that leads us into, um, you want to talk about what's upcoming stuff we want to see, or do you want to go with the top ones, like our top that we want to see? Um, well, because uh, we kind of have both. We let's have... talk a little bit about what's coming out. Okay. Then we'll go into what we're looking, what we're really looking, forward, looking to. forward to. Yeah. So a um, lot of a lot of movies coming out. Uh, tons. It's actually more on the back end this year than there was in the so first. So why don't part. you just read out a bunch? Let's just read them out. Um, all right. So kind of going in order of release date here uh, by month. So for September, the two that I put on there that I'm looking forward, like at least two that I would want to see. That were certainly. Are, that are Ad Astra. Yes. And Rambo Last Blood. Don't care about Rambo, but Ad Astra. Yes, please. Yes. James Gray, James Gray directing. Yep. Um, Brad Pitt, Tommy Lee Hoyt Jones. Hoyt Van Hoytema is doing the cinematography. Max Richter with best, the scorch. I can't believe. Best name in Hollywood, Hoyt Van Hoytema. I I really can't wait to hear the score of Max Richter, one of my yeah. favorite artists. He hasn't done too many major films. Um, he composed. Do you remember uh, Rival? That one. Yeah. That one linchpin piece I always played over the flashbacks with her daughter. Yes. It was really like that morning, but really morning full kind of violin piece. He wrote that. Okay. He didn't do the score for Rival, but he wrote that piece. Um, he's amazing German composer, and I can't wait to see what he nice. does. With this. Yeah, I think a movie, space movies, tend to have. 
great scores only like because it, yeah it's because it just it's sort of it's like made for that sort of epic large yep. sound ethereal kind of you know mood and atmosphere kind of yep. stuff um so that's pretty much it for september because we're already halfway through the month and yep. those movies come out on the later part of it so going into october which is pretty pretty stacked um first that comes out is joker yes now we're going to get into what we're most looking forward to see but I know, I know for a fact that Joker is going to be on there for both of us. This movie is getting all kinds of buzz out of was Venice and TIFF, right? Yeah. Um, it won the it won the top prize at Venice. Yeah, but I mean, like you gotta there's there have been some real shit piles that win best. Grain of salt at, at with the festivals. yeah exactly. Um, depends what kind of mood, especially the European ones. They can be real kind of yeah, but Pre- um, pretentious. Usually, it's a good yeah. sign that the film's pretty good, right? But sometimes it's like they're. They don't always reward best film, okay. But they sometimes uh, reward best like performance or if, right. it's a, if it's a legacy director Which, kind of thing. No doubt, Joaquin Phoenix will always gives great performances. I've never seen him once put in a bad performance in a film ever. Yeah, he's great in everything he does. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that more. Um, to our list. Then Gemini Man, the Will Smith movie with uh, no, I think Ang Lee. I think is yeah, the one. I, I love Ang Lee. Yeah, uh, the trailers make me want to not watch this. Really. I kind of want to see it. If it gets good reviews, I'll yeah. see it. I just, yeah, I, I, might, I don't know, man. Might have to go see it one by myself. Like a loser. Um, <laughs> the next one, I know we're both very much looking forward to this as well, is Jojo Rabbit, Taika Waititi's next film. That's October? That's October. All right, can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then The Lighthouse. Robert Eggers. Yep. And, you I know, did not like The Witch, but I am really looking forward to this. The Witch was very good. Did you, you actually watch The Witch? Yeah. You don't like it? It didn't, it didn't vibe with me. Okay. I, I really saw, didn't. so creepy. I didn't loved like it. Didn't like any of the characters. Didn't, uh, the, it had a nice creepiness. It just, yeah. it just. I love the setting too. The setting was so good. No, that was good. I, I, amazing. But it just, yeah. it was a, a plotter. It just didn't. It was. It didn't it, engage me. I saw that in a theater actually. Um, Maybe if I saw it in a theater, it'd be, it'd be better. Let's see. Um, then after that is Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm always up for seeing anything uh, Kevin Smith does. Jane yeah. and Bob are great. Absolutely. So that moves us on to November. Now, November actually has even more. Um, it's probably the most um, heavily stacked month that we have here. And first being Terminator, Dark Fate. You know, uh, I, I've said my uh, opinions on that before. I think it looks like a steaming pile of shit. Man, at least from all the trailers. That everyone I've seen. who talks about the footage they've seen raves about it, but those trailers just look they do not like they don't do garbage. anything. Yeah, they don't do anything for me. Um, after that is Martin Scorsese's next film, The Irishman. So Irishman, The Irishman. Um, so it's that one is a Netflix film, but it will be released in limited theaters. So definitely New York and L.A. Probably oh, it'll be at the Bellcourt. Yeah, here, in here Nashville in Na- here. We're in Nashville, by the way. Hi. Yeah, yeah. In Nashville <laughs> here, we have one theater that will get like any art house film, and that's the Bellcourt. So should be there. Um, and then after that is actually another uh, Netflix one that will be a limited release, and that's Marriage Story. Now that is with um, Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson. Looks like a really really good movie. Um, moving on to the next one we're is we're going to talk about that more yeah though, we'll talk worry. about definitely talk about that one more next one is Dr. Sleep the sequel to The Shining yeah so based off of the actual sequel novel Dr. Sleep which actually is fairly recent actually it came out within the past 10 years I think really um, yeah I was watching some video and they were talking about it I was like I didn't realize it was that recent and then after that is Ford vs. Ferrari with um, Matt Damon and Christian Bale and then after that is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the uh, Mr. Rogers. It's not, from what I hear about, it's not really focused on Mr. Rogers. He's more supporting, but it's really about the guy who's interviewing Mr. Rogers. I'm all about it. I have a tough time with too. biopics, and that yeah. sounds a great way to do it. It is. I, I like that. Um, and then last in, in November is Ryan Johnson's new film, Knives Out, which looks like Clue for Adults, which it's is great, awesome. Getting great buzz yes. um, out of TIFF. Yes, and that it's not. The thing is, it's not just a. Uh, it's a. He. It's not just a whodunit. He, right. He, it's a new take on a whodunit, which I have no idea what the hey, hell that means, but I can't wait. I've not seen a good like you know whodunit in in a while, so I think that's a kind of almost a lost genre at this point. So I'm really looking forward to that one. 
Um, December. We had, not really... we had um, um, Murder on the Orient Express, which I, which was a, a remake, but I, pretty good, though. I didn't see it actually. Um, it. Let's see. And then that gets us out of November into December here. There's not really much in December. Um, the biggest one being uh, Rise of Skywalker, the last episode uh-huh. nine, end of the end of the Skywalker saga, end of this new series of films. I'm excited, kind of about it. I, I don't know. Star Wars has taken some hits for me over the past few years. Um, but I, I'm still... Obviously, we're going to see it opening night. Yeah. Um, um, that'll be a Thursday night. I'm hopeful. Yeah, yeah I, I'm going in with lowered... With tempered expectations. What let's say that. What I've seen, I do like the idea. Um, of what, Especially from the D23 um, stuff, which we talk about in another we, episode. Yeah. But, um, I'm hopeful. Yeah. We'll get, that, we'll get into that more in another episode. Um, and then in December, the other one is Jumanji... The next yeah. level, I surprisingly enjoyed the it's a good new movie. one. I, it was really good, really funny. I, I liked it, yeah. And all the, the chemistry between the characters and the actors was great. And then this other one, which um, I I know I'm looking forward to in December, is 1917. Uh, it's a World War One movie. <laughs> the Roland Emmerich one. Yeah. No, no, that's Midway, which okay. looks like garbage because that's right. No, no 1917. That's right. We have had yes. the one trailer for that. For, yes. I've, Swung a mist on that one. No, the midway is not not even in my consideration. This is the one with Cumberbatch. Um, yes, and um, the uh, kid who plays Tommen from Game of Thrones is that's is right in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, no, and that's that's pretty much it, honestly. So that that's that's as far as what's coming out the remainder of the year. That's kind of a broad strokes. There's a bunch of little ones coming out too. So what are we looking forward to most? We we, we each made a list yeah. of our five most anticipated, and I will say that you talked about. Um, three of the five on here. Okay, there's two that you didn't mention. Okay. Um. Well, how about you start us off then? Um. Okay. So Jojo Rabbit. Yes. Coming out first. Uh. Taika Waititi. Um. Directing that. I. I love. Uh. Hunt for the Wilder People is amazing. What we do in the shadows is hilarious. Um. Obviously, Thor Ragnarok right. kicked ass. So I'm looking very much forward to this. Uh. The cast looks great. Um. Sam Rockwell, Scarlett Johansson, um, Alfie Allen. Yep. Um, yeah, it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, it's got a great cast. I'm definitely looking forward it, to it. It looks one funny. Too. It looks like it's got so much heart. And that's something yeah. with heart, um, Hunt for the Wilder People. I don't know. If, have you seen it? I've not, actually. Ty- uh, so Thor Ragnarok was the first Taika Waititi film I've ever seen. So much heart. And yeah. it's just a Sam Neill. Is, plays Who's the, awesome. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, it looks, it looks like a wonderful movie. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it goes over. Um, so that one just Disney narrowly, film. narrowly missed my top five. Taika playing Hitler. Um, oh boy, that's gonna be yeah. What like the only way to cast that, especially when it's Hitler's imaginary friend, right? <sighs> Sounds perfect. Yeah, perfect. But I, I think the 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 take that they're doing on that story is is you know is a good one. I mean, yeah, it's this little boy hate satire. Yeah, right. It's this little boy's imaginary friend of what he thinks you know, Hitler is and and how it should be, but it's really just kind of like his conscience and his, his kind of, you know, yeah, his conflicting views. He has what he sees and how he sees what, and he also has what he's being told, yep. you know, cause he's essentially a Hitler youth, right? I mean, that's yeah. what basically what he is. So it's getting great, great uh, reviews, great yeah. buzz um, coming out of the festival. It's been premiered at. So definitely looking for forward to that one. Yep. Um, I'll go, I'll go with one here. Uh, Joker. Um, I think get the elephant in the room out of here now. Not on my top five. Really? No. Okay. I don't know how to feel about this one. I mean, we haven't seen it yet. It, 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 the story looks like fucking Taxi Driver. I yes. don't I don't like what I see of the story from the trailer so far. Okay. And the reviews I've seen. All the reviews I've seen praise Joaquin. Right. And I'm sure he will be amazing. Yes. But great performance does not make a great movie. Um, I'm really trepidatious about the story here. I, I I hope it's great, right? And I hope it's not just a canvas for like Walking for Walking Phoenix to just paint on, right? Um, again, performances are great, but you lock it together with a great story, and you've got magic. Okay. Um, so I know they've got half of the equation, uh, but we'll see if they have uh, more than that. Okay, uh, um, I, I'm I'm surprised. I'm surprised at that actually. Um, I just think there's many movies I'm looking forward to seeing more. Okay. Okay. Um, let's see. So. You go with one here when you are ready. All right. Next one I've got on my list is uh, Lighthouse, Robert yes. Eggers, with Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson mm-hmm. just screaming at each other in old uh, 
uh, maritime accents. Yeah, I know. I'm actually that this might be the one I'm looking forward to the most. So this trailer um, set on an island looks like uh, with a lighthouse. Is it like old New England? Is or is it old like? Is I it, don't know. I don't. I'm not sure. Nova like, Scotia or something like that. Okay. Um, it feels like a Bergman film, just the way it's lit. Um, looks like Sven Nyquist did the cinematography. It, it uh, really personable to two actors carry the whole movie. Right. Um, um, I, I can't wait. With to this like it. strange supernatural vibe we to have it. No idea what the fuck it's about. Yeah. Um, the those just the look and the vibe and knowing who the actors are. Oh yeah. I can't wait. Yeah. Two. I, I mean, Willem Dafoe is one of the best actors. I, to me, he's all-time guy he's he's that good and robert pattinson's really i think cementing himself as like oh yeah one of the current best young actors out there i um i can't wait for um i think i got a feeling this movie's just gonna be like a descent into madness yeah which i'm really year. looking forward to which i can't wait yeah like 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 are they going crazy or is it like you know are they just crazy or is something actually happening it's, yeah. it kind of leaves it ambiguous and i like that um all right, so next on your list. Uh, next one on my list is The Irishman. Uh, Scorsese's Irishman. next, yes. The Scorsese's next film. Not on my uh, list. Really? Nope. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, what? I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but it's not on my top five. No, you're not You're not my top five, all right? How about that? Um, so, obviously, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci coming back. Yes. You know, they're bringing him back for this, and that's, that's a big deal. This is the first time Pacino's worked with Scorsese? No, I don't think so. Um. I don't think maybe I think it might be maybe no this is like the fourth or fifth time that De Niro's worked with him right and Pesci's worked with him a couple times as well I think this might be the first time maybe let us know if we're wrong yeah yeah, too lazy to look right now yeah really I don't feel like typing um (laughs) so this is a long one the runtime on this is over three and a half hours dude the last episode we talked about talked about watching a five and a half hour movie I know I'm fine it's all good yeah I know you are but put that shit in my eyeballs man yeah that's true that's true um no i i very much am looking forward to this yeah. movie um I, the performances are going to be great oh, everyone's yeah. talking about the de-aging but you've got performances right that are going to be trumping that so oh, i think that, that's gonna you're gonna forget about that pretty quickly i mean quickly. it's got a great cast attached to it i'm, I'm bobby Cannavale's in it as yeah, well um who else um anna paquin, anna paquin uh, yeah. a couple other people um really i mean again i'm i'm a fanboy for Scorsese, so just, I'll watch anything he puts out. Yep. Um, so you up next then, my friend. Uh, next one will be A Marriage Story, which you talked about. Yes, um, that's on my list as well. So written, directed by Noah Baumbach, mm-hmm. who has done, his, his debut is Kicking and Screaming um, back in the late 80s, great movie. Um, he did uh, Squid and the Whale, which was his other big divorce movie. That was um, the story of his parents divorced okay. uh, like at, put on a film with uh, Jeff Daniels and uh, Laura Linney, Jesse Eisenberg, um, Luke Wilson. <laughs> uh, when did this movie come out? 2000s, early okay. 2000s. Okay. I say it's Jesse Eisenberg. Okay. He's not that old. So he must've been like a little Played kid. like a teenager in this. Okay. Um, but uh, it was a great movie and uh, he's done some other amazing films too. Francis Ha. Um, and you can, He's written, uh, co-written a lot of Wes Anderson's films with him. Right. And you kind of get that sense, uh, at least in his past movies. I don't know if this is going to have that or not, uh, but I love the way Netflix debuted the trailer. Yes. How you have two trailers. Yes. One from each kind of side telling, you guys get the sense where it's like, they're not, it's almost like a deposition kind of thing if, where it's like, it's part of marriage canceling where it's it, like, or the right. first step in the divorce, you got to talk about like the good stuff, if, what you love about the other person. If anyone listening to this has not watched the trailers for that, watch it. That's what got me interested in the movie. Because yeah. I- and hadn't heard about it until you sent me. He's like, "Hey, watch this. Watch this one first, and then watch this one next." Yeah, and you can watch them in, in, in any order you want. But it's they, they release the trailers one from the perspective of the husband, one from the wife, and it's excellent. I will say this with the way that just the trailers alone are heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah, they are. And so just imagine what this movie's going to be. Yeah, um, and I hear this movie does not take sides. Like no. it really. It just shows you. It's just uh, here. This is, this is what's happening. It's it's a biographical story. Yeah. It's it's his, his divorce. With, oh, really? For his wife. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, uh, kind of like I said, you have, they have a they have kid or kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one's living in New York, the other in Los Angeles. You know how do you yeah, deal with that? Yeah, because I think one's a playwright, the other one is an actress. Yep. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I think this is going to be. I think everyone always thought Irishman was going to be Netflix's uh, Oscar. I think this one has a better be, shot. I think this is. Yeah. you're going to see this. I think. I don't know if Baumbach's been nominated for best screenplay or director before. Definitely not director, but I think maybe screenplay. But I think he's going to get nominations for these. Just, just. I know it's just a trailer, right? But just knowing his past movies and the detail and the personability of his uh, of his scripts, they're right. witty, but they have so much emotion packed into them. That I'm, uh, I can't wait to, uh, I can't wait to see this. Now, I think this is going to be a huge, huge movie for Netflix. As a quick little tangent, now speaking of kind of Oscar Beatty type movies, you have two pretty, I think, prestige films coming out of Netflix. You might have three. Year. One, I, we, one you did not mention, The King, Timothy Chalamet. Oh yes, that's yes. getting good. That's good. Is good that this buzz. year? Yeah. That's coming out in November, that, I think. That, I forgot about that one entirely. I want to see that one. That's that one looks really good. good. Ben Mendelsohn, Robert Pattinson again. Well, because I think that that starts the conversation for like seriously now. You know, these Amazon, Netflix, you know, even Hulu, like they're all making original films now yeah. under their banner. They're essentially becoming like any of the other studios, like a Warner Brothers or or Disney or anything like that. They should be considered in that conversation. Now, yes, it's streaming and their stuff goes right to streaming most of the time, but Netflix is trying to release their stuff in the theaters now. They're getting a lot of pushback on a lot well, of this stuff. What I love is the fact that, so say the king hits. Right. That's great, right? We already know the Irishman's probably going to be great. Scorsese yeah. and those actors. We, marriage Story is getting nothing but absolute adoration from critics. Right. That's that's because it's already debuted at TIFF. Um, there's a chance that three... Netflix could have three Best Picture nominees. This Do you year? think it will though? I don't. Th- I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna let see, that happen. I could see it being two. Um, it has to be. And now I think th- I could see Irishman. And I think Story. all three of those movies will get nominated in different categories. Yeah. So I don't think you'll have any two Netflix uh, films in the same category, which I think is a shame because I think. If if they pan out as well as we hope they do, that you could legit have at very minimum two best picture candidates there. Yeah. So definitely what? get some best actor and actress uh, nods in there. I think best director for Chris Casey's. Chris, anytime thinking. he directs releases a film, it's pretty much all he gets going to get a nomination. Yeah. Um, I think it could be really funny, you know, because the fact, like you said, Netflix getting pushed back as far as putting his money right. in the big theater chains like AMC and Regal. Exactly. Um, you know, AMC and Regal every year they do this kind of marathon where they show all the best picture nominees. You can mm-hmm. buy a thirty dollar ticket and see all the films hilarious with like two or three of the films because yeah. last year they didn't show roma right because it was a netflix film so they're like fuck you netflix we're not gonna yeah. show it hilarious if like ha- uh, one third of the films that are best picture like they can't get show it'd be even funnier if they win it's coming yeah oh it absolutely is it, with it, if not this next kind of round of of award season definitely in the next couple years it I has mean, to if roma wasn't a foreign language film it, it, yeah, that, I think I it would have won last it. year because yeah. uh, I think that's the reason Green Book won because it split the vote because people either voted Roma at the top or at the bottom right? because they couldn't get through the the fact that it was foreign language and it was slow and black and white or they thought it was beautiful. And so Honestly, it's, usually it's black the, and white, it's like almost guaranteed so to... It split the vote and the shit pile of Green Book won. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> Which I've not seen, so I can't... I can't. The... Um, but no, I think um, this year, I mean, because we've got a lot more stuff coming, but... Um, It'll be interesting. I think yeah. it's coming soon. I don't um, know. It's 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 going to be a very interesting time. All right. Um, so what what's your next top five? Because I think you got two more. I got two uh, more. I got I got one more technically because Marriage Story is one of them. Okay. So my last one is Knives Out. Yeah. So also that, made my top five. Uh, really? Yeah, oh, so, okay. So yours though. is quite different than mine. Um. Yeah. The, the Ryan Johnson coming yeah. back from the Last Jedi. Yeah. Um. This the cast uh, is. Perfect. It's got a great cast. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, Her Daniel er- Craig's awesome in it. Early reviews out of TIFF uh, are that it's wonderful. Yeah. It, it takes a, um, a whodunit and kind of turns it around. It turns it on its head a little Darkly bit. Darkly comedic, which I'm always up for that. So. The trailer alone. I mean, they picked the perfect lines from the trailer with oh, Chris, yeah. Chris Evans yeah. telling everyone to eat shit. You eat shit. You eat shit. Yeah. While Endgame was still in theaters. Yeah, perfect, exactly. Perfect marketing yep. idea. Look, uh, there's a movie that he just did on Netflix. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, something read something hotel yeah, resort, that. scuba that, resort. Yeah, no. But it's basically it's just kind of like a spy kind of you know thing. I think it's based on a true story. That looks pretty good. I'd like. I'm very very much curious to see him branch out to to different things. I know he wants to do more filmmaking as well. Uh, Chris Evans, that is. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I, I'm all for. I, I really enjoyed him as uh, as Captain America, so I definitely want to see him do more stuff. Now, 
yeah, Knives Out, I think it's going to be an interesting, because all of Ryan Johnson's original films I've seen, I've liked. So I've also you know, heard this has a pretty strong message. Really? Yeah. Okay. I don't I'm know what the message what, is, yeah, but apparently it's about, is. about the times we live in, more oh. or less. So I, I'm really curious to see It's what all that, terrible. Yay. I, I got a feeling it ties into uh, the whole, you know, because Christopher Horne's character is a billionaire. Yes. So I think there is, and family hierarchy and stuff like that. I think there's going to be a lot of class. Gotcha. Class-based stuff in this. Okay. Which actually ties into one of my most top five. Okay. Um, are we cool? Yeah, no, let's move, move on. on. Yeah, okay. yeah. So talking about class, uh, we have Parasite. I don't, I've never um, heard of it. So this one, uh, Palm Dior at Cannes. Oh, really? Uh, Bong Joon-ho's new film. Who um, are you calling a ho? Yeah, you. Oh, okay. Bong Joon. Um, <laughs> you Bong Joon-ho? He did Snowpiercer. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's done other stuff too. That's much better than Snowpiercer. But um, no, it's uh, the one trailer is out. I, I sent it to you. I'm not sure if you watch it yet. Probably. But uh, it's a story about um, just class. Um, I think uh, based on the gist of the trailer, um, this is it, uh, is it set in I'm Korea? Me- I believe so. Okay. Um, a member of this poor family is hired to be a tutor for this rich family, and judging by the name Parasite, I gotta have a feeling that the the family kind of views. The well, no, I, I think that I think kind of worms its way into the rich family one the poor family and the rich family kind of like okay because again parasite right and so mutually well that's not usually mutually beneficial that'd be symbiosis but everyone who's seen this is just raving the shit out of this movie i can't wait to see it when's it come out i don't know october it's getting a theatrical release in october um i don't know if any of the streaming services have purchased it or not but um that's going to be uh that's going to be an art house movie Uh, so god help me if we can see it before the oscars but i think that right now, I think, is kind of the leading candidate for your like best foreign film. I don't even think that will come out to the Belcour here. Oh, uh, well. you think so? Oh, absolutely. Do they get all? Do they oh, even yeah. get the foreign ones? Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Last yeah. year, they had they had Burning. They had Shoplifters. Um, okay. They had Cold War. Um, that That's a movie you need to watch, by the way. Cold really? War, it's on Amazon. Okay. Oh, amazing. It's coming to Criterion in November. Um, anyways. Nice. Um, so I guess you've you've hit your top five, right? Yeah, I think we both have. So, no, um, I've got one more. Do you? I've got one more. Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm yeah. losing track here because uh, you doubled up on Marriage Story. Oh, um, right. Okay. So December, you did not mention this one. One of my favorite directors, who's directed one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, we have Terrence Malick's A Hidden Life. Oh, okay. Okay. You saw the trailer for yes. this, and you even were like interested in this. Yeah. Um, the story of an Austrian farmer who refuses to fight yes. uh, okay, yeah, in World War II uh, because he does believe his country uh, is led by evil. A madman, yeah. Now I'm trying to remember the cast in that. August Steele plays the main character. Okay. Uh, Bruno, um, the guy who played Hitler in, in Downfall. Bruno, I can't remember his name. This is his last movie before he died. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, but, oh boy. Yeah, that one looks pretty good. So you get the the usual that usual beautiful wide angle lens cinematography of Malik, and that that creates emotion just the way it's shot and the voiceovers. Um, but it's the story of sacrifice of one man's um, one man standing up against a nation, um, standing up against making his own personal like point, making his taking this actual personal stance by being a pacifist, fighting the war his way by in a peaceful way, right? Um, the reviews out of can were that this is a return to form for Malik. Oh wow! Um, okay, from back when the Tree of Life and we didn't. I know New World wasn't critically loved at the time, but in hindsight, that's actually become a very well received movie with Colin Farrell and yeah. uh, Christian Bale. Yep. Um, but uh, no, I, I can't wait for this. I, I love Malik. Um, this movie looks beautiful. Just his films are beautiful. Um, whether they're good or not, right. doesn't matter. They're They'll always look nice. And uh, the. Um, he uses narration better than anyone, and uh, which just, narr- narration can get very. It can be a crutch. It can be done very poorly. The trailer alone just is like I can already get emotional just watching the trailer, just yeah. like a Marriage Story. Yeah. So um, I know Fox kind of pushed this one back to December just for the idea that I think they feel they have Oscar chances for this one as well. Because um, with Tree of Life, he was nominated for Best Picture and Best Director. Okay. Um, so we'll see. Awesome. But that that's the one I'm looking forward to most. All right, yeah. All well, I think uh, I think that does it for both of us, right? Hell um, yeah. That that covers just about just about everything. Obviously, there's a lot more stuff coming out. There's so much fucking movies coming it's, out. It's ridiculous. I, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, stuff we have no hope of seeing within the rest of this year. A lot of it we'll probably have to wait till next year to watch. But um, 
that also does it for this episode of Cinema Small Talk. Now, Next Matt, week, yes. we're talking about Comic-Con and D23. So, uh, yes. it's, again, it's been a while since we've, uh, we're kind of getting so back to the swing of things. a lot happened. So we want to talk about Comic-Con. Yes. That's the reason we didn't talk about a lot of this stuff in the last couple of weeks because we want to kind of save our thoughts for that episode. Exactly. But uh, that's what's coming on uh, on the, the next episode. So get ready for MCU Overload. Oh, yes. The Witcher. Star Wars, all the geeky stuff. Star Wars, the, the television yep. shows, Lizzie McGuire. Um, sure. On my radar. What? Okay. Not on your radar? No. Fuck nah. you. Anyway, Matt, where can the good people find us? You should know this by now. Uh, yeah, but this is your thing. I give I hand it off to you, Great. so I don't. My have thing to know. is the fact that it's I get to know the endings, where yeah. where the fucking podcast exactly. looks like. So Matt, your thing is telling people what listing. What I don't know. App, <laughs> what iTunes, I don't remember. Spotify, yes. Google Podcasts. Where do you find your podcast? Technology and me, we weren't seeing eye to eye all the time. So, anyways, guys, this has been a fun episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. This is Cinema Small Talk. I'm Pat. I'm Matt. Take care, guys. Yeah.